So friends, welcome to this Lucis Trust New Moon Meditation Meeting. Um, can anybody, everybody hear me? I hope so. If you're having trouble hearing, please just um, let us know in the chat and I'm sure Michael or Daniel will pick that up and we'll see what we can do. So our work this evening is to work in meditation to strengthen the hands of the new group of world servers. It's part of a rhythm of work that we do every new moon and full moon. And the theme we'll be looking at um, this evening is the new UN General Assembly that's about to gather at, um, it's gathering mainly virtually primarily, but gathering at the UN beginning on Monday, September the 21st. Um, this is all happening at a time of crisis, a grave crisis, and we'll be reflecting a little on the possibilities um, that are inherent in this crisis, in the path towards cooperation. Humanity's destiny path is one way of looking at that. So what we're going to do is I'll share a few words, probably far too many, but um, there we go. People who've heard me before will be used to that. Um, and then we will work together in meditation for about, say, 15 to 20 minutes. And then there should be time for a discussion and conversation when you can um, share some thoughts. We have some questions to reflect upon together. So let us begin. The Virgo new moon took place early this morning. And one of the characteristics of this group work that we're involved with is to observe the happenings of the times from the perspective of an unfolding evolution for humanity as, a, as planetary purpose matures through the centuries. That's sort of a way of looking at history. This process is often referred to in esoteric literature and in some religious settings as the working out of a divine plan. And for us, for we human beings who live in the world of time and space, this plan is inevitably something of a mystery. It's beyond our comprehension because it is, after all, the plan of the divine the one in whom we live and move and have our being. Yet we do have some clues. And just as we have prophecies to guide us in our thinking from different sources. One thing that's been widely predicted in different spiritual traditions is that during this period in history, our time, humanity will increasingly become conscious of the wholeness and oneness of life. This is to strike the mind and heart of the humans as something of a revelation. And indeed, this is what's happening. Evidence tells us that this revelation of wholeness has been having a massive impact on thought and all the professions and sciences in recent decades. And so it is that we're now being challenged to govern our affairs in the light of this newly recognized wholeness. And that is almost a definition of a spiritual crisis. It can be easy to forget what an incredible challenge this represents for us as a species. What a challenge it represents for our humanness, 
our professions, our nations, our economics and healthcare, our agriculture, media, literature and the arts, let alone the simple world of our own interior life, our psychology, the integration of our personality and our soul. We are as individuals and as a species on a steep learning curve. And we can expect this con to continue to unfold through the centuries to come because it involves such a major and significant reorientation of human nature, culture, and relationships. And yet in spite of the long-term nature of this transformation, there are and will always be periods of crisis when major changes that have been brewing in the hidden reaches of mind and heart suddenly burst out into the open as if they've come from nowhere. In one sense, it can appear as if all hell breaks loose. And in another sense, we suddenly see fresh possibilities, things that we thought were just impossible. We begin to see them taking shape and form. So let's just pause for a moment, recollect that our work is with consciousness, our work is to be performed as a group from a point of tension. And then we'll use the mantra of the new group of world servants. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May I fulfill my part in the one work through self-forgetfulness harmlessness, and right speech. The new moon is a good time to reflect together on this learning process as the plan works out in world affairs, in our communities and in ourselves. For at this time, we're asked to focus on the expression of higher impressions received during the full moon period. We look at the anchoring of energies in the fourfold world of time and space what we think of in Virgo as the womb of time and space, where a new order of relationships is being nurtured prior to its full emergence and birth into the world. And this all means that the new moon is a really good time to observe how and where the big problems of humanity are challenging us to find new ways of being together as a human community in the world. 
And this is a real challenge that can sort of shiver down our spine because it's not just something about the human community, the species. It also reaches into the depths of our own being as individuals. In just four days time on September the 21st, on Monday, September the 21st, the high point of the year for the United Nations and for global citizens movements begins with the opening of a new session of the General Assembly. When heads of state from around the world will usually assemble at UN headquarters to present their vision of challenges and opportunities facing the world body. And they would then take part in a range of associated high level events and summits, a little ritual, a little drama, but within that, a lot of things can happen. This year is different from other years in several ways, but I want to highlight two areas that make this such a special year for this coming opening of the UN General Assembly. The first is that because of the pandemic, events will be largely online and the vast majority of national leaders will not be traveling. They'll give pre-recorded video presentations instead, and the nations will be represented by a single person, usually the um, representative of that country who's already in New York. Now, while this still involves a great deal of thought and planning by leaders and their governments in terms of what they want their country to say at the UN, it removes the chance for informal, spontaneous encounters, for small meetings and quiet, sensitive conversations when new seeds of cooperation can begin to take root. And the second thing about this, this year's high-level events at the UN that makes them unusual is that because the pandemic represents a crisis in human affairs, involving enormous suffering, loss of life, and a global economic collapse, it has been likened to the Second World War. It has understandably led to an atmosphere of fear and uncertainty. And this has created a charged international environment, highlighting perhaps more than any previous occurrence, the need for clear-headedness careful, intelligent, coordinated planning and sensitive cooperation. If ever a spirit of international goodwill is needed between the nations, it is now. That's obvious by the nature of the virus. And yet, while there is an abundance of goodwill in several spheres, the relations between states are at an unusually low ebb. And there is immense concern about what appears to be a lack of goodwill in international relations, at least between some of the dominant powers. And yet we need to remember that things are not always as they appear. And this year's high level events in the General Assembly, the very real crisis in world affairs can also be looked at as a soul crisis in esoteric terms bringing opportunities for the spirit of goodwill to find new, perhaps surprising expressions. The first thing that should make us sit up and take note is the symbology of the fact that the UN session opens this year during the period of the equinox on September 21st. 
as much as anything, this reminds us to look for cosmological significances in the international arena and in this particular gathering. A soul crisis for humanity suggests that the principles of the plan radiating from hierarchy are reaching into the deepest substance of human relations. They're provoking positive creative responses alongside what we read about more often in the newspapers on, on television as the knee-jerk reactions. And other signs suggesting that the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are both present in this crisis in the life of the UN is that the big dramatic event at the General Assembly, these so-called high-level meetings and summits, begin on a day celebrated within the UN and has been celebrated for decades with the UN as International Day of Peace, September 21st. And this is, I suggest, something worth paying attention to because the day has become widely celebrated by people of intelligent goodwill from around the planet. It is as if the energy of goodwill amongst the new group of world servers and the people of goodwill is beginning to be overshadowed on this day. Human planning and creative organizing has generated the sort of momentum that DK tells us hierarchy is always looking for. Events at the UN begin on International Day of Peace, September the 21st, with a special session of the General Assembly where um, heads of state will address on the theme, the future we want, the UN we need, reaffirming our collective commitment to multilateralism, which is the UN sort of jargon really for a cooperative relationship between the nations of the world. On September the 30th, there will be a summit on biodiversity. And October the 1st, the 25th anniversary of the Fourth World Conference on Women in Beijing will be honored. And the following day, October the 2nd, sends another high level event at the UN focused on the total elimination of nuclear weapons. Perhaps one of the most important things to note about this time is that because of the crisis in human affairs and human thinking, the mobilization of forces of goodwill has never been as organized and coordinated around the UN agenda as it is right now. While more activist service, social service networks are, are coordinated through massive programs like the Global Goals Week, or the UN 2020 Civil Society Coalition. Consciousness-based movements covering networks in such fields as spirituality, psychology, and the inner, inner dimensions of conflict resolution and peace are joining forces in programs like Peace Weekend, the Up Convergence, and the Global Silent Minute. The important thing to note about all this is that these coordinated online events are centered around the UN agenda. UN International Day of Peace, 
and the opportunities for transformation and UN reform that's been created by the coronavirus crisis coming at the same time as the UN celebrates its 75th anniversary. All this fits extremely well with the energies of Virgo when our attention is focused on the birthing of a newly oriented humanity within the womb of time and space. And our meditation this evening will also align with a cycle of conferences visualization when a seed of living will energy will be projected into the gatherings at the UN and the countless supportive activities by concerned citizens around the world. You should be receiving, those of you who've signed up to receive emails, should be receiving an email about this cycle of conferences focus with a link to the visualization um, that will be used for each of these sessions of the General Assembly. That's gone out today and that visualization will be used from today until through until October the 2nd. The meditation um, this evening also prepares for a special broadcast of the Triangles webinar that will be held at the usual time this coming Monday on Monday the 21st. This will be dedicated to the International Day of Peace and it will feature a discussion with Dot Maver of the Global Silent Minute and the Triangles webinar will be included as part of the Peace Weekend broadcast um, and Convergence platforms on September the 21st. And in addition to this, tonight's meditation um, and this theme that we're looking at will help prepare us all for the World Goodwill Seminar in November, on November the 14th, which will have as its theme, the spiritual dynamics of crisis on the path to global cooperation. That will be held as Zoom events with three um, Zoom broadcasts from Geneva, London, and New York. So I hope that when that time comes, we'll see many of you on that program. So there's a lot to take in at a time like this when so much is happening. And it's important not to be immersed in the busyness of all this human activity, even if we find it so inspiring. For our work and meditation to be useful, it can be helpful to have in mind a point of spiritual tension, a point that we can individually identify with and that we can imagine the group aligning and holding. In part, this means to stand at a place of poise and to see the group standing at this place of poise. The sort of poise that's suggested by the idea of a greater peaceful, silent will that persists throughout time, throughout this special time in particular. Or we can have in mind the incredible power of the one life, 
the life that actuates all everything we see in the world at all the subtle levels. The mantra of unification also speaks of the quality of harmlessness. And it can be helpful to ponder this definition from esoteric healing that harmlessness involves a positive expression of poise, an inclusive point of view, and an openness to divine understanding. And so, friends, let us work together with the meditation outline strengthening the hands of the new group of world servants. We begin with group fusion. Affirm to ourselves and to each other, I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servants. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center. Continue that line of energy to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy. And on towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known.
a higher interlude. Hold the mind focused on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet. From Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all the countless men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, in every culture, in every place. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the entire human family. The precipitation of the will to good. lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, building in the process the thought form of solution to world problems thought form of solution to world problems.
distribution. As those of us working together here online in this call, and all sorts of others who are not on this call, but are working with this meditation outline during the new moon period. As the great invocation is sounded by this group, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. And we'll use the adapted version of the great invocation. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, friends. So we welcome those of you who wish to stay online and we can have a reflection together on this theme of the new UN General Assembly in a time of crisis. Um, there are a couple of questions that we have framed as possibilities that we could um, discuss and consider and to hear of the views of different people. Firstly, where are we as a species on the path towards cooperation? Where do you see that humanity as a whole is? How far forward on the path towards cooperation? 
And secondly, do you see any signs in the life of the UN to suggest that humanity is preparing for a spiritual birth, rather like Virgo, that a spiritual birth is on its way, and this is one of the things we're seeing. And if you do see signs of this, what do you think that birth will look like? How might it be reflected in the nations of the world? How might it be reflected in the UN after humanity has been through a new spiritual birth? Now, while you're considering those questions, Michael, if you want to come on and just lead us through the technology of how we, um, how people engage with this discussion through Zoom. There, Michael? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you, Steve. Um, so there are really two ways you can share um, your thoughts. One is through um, sharing audibly. To do that, you need to raise your hand and we'll unmute you. So to raise your hand, you open their participants screen and there's a small box that says um, raise hand. And so you just click that. Alternatively, you can just type a comment in the chat box and um, everyone will be able to read it that way. Thank you, Michael. So do we have anyone who wants to get us started? Uh, there's a hand here from Catherine. I'm going to unmute you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we yes, can. Great, just checking. So I will admit that I, I noticed that I had no great grand bright ideas. <laughs> Thus, I raised my hand because I then stepped into, but if I did know, they would be great grand ideas and I send them forth. And even though I don't know quite what they look like or feel like, they are impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Uh, that's actually very beautiful, Catherine. I mean, I mean, in a way, it's easy. These ideas can be contrived. And we can have the sense of they sh if they're not grand and big and immense, they're not significant. And yet, of course, the story of this transformation and the story of what's happening to the human is so very, very human that all of us, almost every human being on the planet, has some experience of this new um, birth that's taking place, I think. And there isn't a, it, it, something very big is happening and the more our imagination can be lifted to observe it, 
But that observation can be in terms of a sensed energy, something of the power of synthesis and how we're seeing this in the faces of people we know, but more in, in relation to these themes we're talking about. How, where do you see synthesis at work in your, where you work, in your workplace, um, in your community, any one of us, where we live? Because something is changing the orientation of human beings. So it doesn't have to be big ideas. So perhaps what you said about changing the orientation of ideas, um, I have something to share if you can even still hear me. Hear you beautifully. Thank you. All of my life I was um, subsequently reminded by my mom that I challenged the orientation of ideas and as a younger person I didn't even understand because that was just me my nature and then as an older person I did understand because I would get fired <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna take you at your word and realize that this may look like the power of synthesis where there's an openness and you talked about non-harming um, earlier and you talked about that point of view, which is an expression of poise, an inclusive point of view, openness to divine understanding. So I'm going to update my um, contribution that for me, I've now an understanding that, that the power of synthesis through me is to, express those and perhaps not get fired or fired upon, but express those um, ideas, curiosities, and have that smaller expression in my inner um, field be my, um, as to the question, what do I see? It's, it's going to start with me towards that, you know, famous quotes, be the change that you want to see. Bless you. I think that's beautiful, Catherine, because don't forget the I, the Catherine, or Steve, is, the, is also the universal human being. Oh. So um, for all of us, as we start to see this happening in our lives and we begin to deal with the thing of how do we handle it? And as you say, how do, you, how do we manage this reorientation in our relations with others and in our professional environment in a way that rather than threatens, actually evokes that understanding in others? And that's the sort of lifetime path that all of us, I think, are on. So thank you, Catherine, very much. That was a very that useful contribution. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, Catherine. Steve, there's a quote Wayne shared that's, that's related to what you and Catherine just spoke about. He says, in the formulation of possibility lies its eventual realization. Wow. That's from Thanks, Wayne. That's, a, that's, that's, that, that's, but the simplicity of that, I think, is magnificent because 
in fact, to me, even the word formulation, it's the seeing of possibility and the gradual seeing of possibility and moving from ideal and sort of utopian possibility, even for one's own life, into something that is practical and you can see a path from here to there, an action that can be taken. That is, um, because that is the whole thing of purpose and that is almost a definition of reorientation. And the other thought to have from that is that I think really if you look at some of the material, particularly from UN 2020, um, there's someone very interested, there's some interesting material from, actually he's the coordinator of UN 2020, Daniel Perel, who is the, um, and UN 2020 is a huge, I think it's over a couple of hundred civil society networks around the world joining together to conduct a conversation about visions of future possibilities for the UN. And so the formulation of possibilities through cooperative engagement of these powerful muscular sort of movements in civil society, learning to listen to each other and out of it all seeing fundamental principles of where we could be in 10, 15, 20 years time. That's, that's a, a definition of an encounter with purpose that really makes us see human beings sta standing up, humanity standing in its creative self. Um, looks like Jennifer has her hand raised. So Jennifer, I'm gonna unmute you. Jennifer, you're unmuted. You can go ahead and talk. Talk, I think. Can you hear me? We can't really hear you. Could you maybe just move closer to your microphone, if possible? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we can. Thanks. Uh, Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, yeah, I've just been reflecting on this and how I'm really observing, I guess, people around me and more people saw around the world, particularly after the pandemic, is that people are so much more connected to nature and so much more attuned to nature and wanting to be part and, and really near nature. And um, really talk, I'm talking to uh, some people in the UN too. Um, they're really thinking or they're really looking at how can we highlight um, nature as the all-encompassing foundation of the SDGs, the uh, 17 SDGs, because there seems to be no real mention of nature in the 17 SDGs. And um, yeah, I just feel that um, we could feel how most of us are, are appreciating and reconnecting back to nature. Yeah. That's, okay. yeah, I, yeah, that, that's, I mean, I couldn't agree more. That's a, that's an, and when you think of the depth of what that means, you know, in the DK teaching, he speaks about the, 
changing relationship between human and the other um, the other kingdoms of nature um, and although it's not specifically mentioned to my way of thinking the STGs actually are a practical reflection of how that's occurring because so many of the STGs relate to things like biodiversity which means the relationship between human beings and the natural world um, water which is a fundamental, the profound reconnection that has to be made between humanity and the the whole climate, um, the whole all the processes of nature, and at the subtle level as well. And it's true that the um, during the coronavirus, many people are moving who are city people have. Um, moved and sometimes been forced to like and you read these terrible stories in India where um, migrant workers and people have had to move back to their home villages but also people are moving out of very tight um, urban environments to where their rural roots are and where often where their heart is and that's not insignificant Nina, there's a comment here from Nina. I'm encouraged by the abdication of the US in their leadership role. It's really the birth of the UN where the highest truth reigns for the first time. It's impossible to imagine until the consciousness evolves. I'm finding that I am able to shift in moments of crisis that I couldn't have done a few months ago. Within the poise, we can move differently. That's an interesting thought. In a way, we can see that this crisis in international relations and the sort of energy that's pouring through international relations, which brings with it certain dangers. It brings with it it's strengthening the will to cooperate and strengthening resistance to that. But it's also creating a whole new circumstance in which you can see things like what 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 you're talking about. Things like um, because one sort of very dominant power has sort of given up leadership role. requires others to step up. Catherine um, comments, appreciating Catherine's comment, you raise one of the most fundamental challenges, which is leadership often has zero interest in innovation and takes it personally when it's suggested or even introduced as a theme. It's interesting, Catherine, isn't it? And of course, but the other side of that is that the leadership that we are seeing happening through, say, the UN 2020 civil society movement or through the Global Silent Minute or through any of those um, activities and many of the programs for the SDGs, that leadership is a different leadership. 
And in a way, that's the opportunity of this crisis is that we would see more leadership that is fundamentally about human rights, about the respect for the other. As Matthew says, whatever your vision of how the world could be, it's just so important that you know that this has meaning and value for everyone. And the more you ponder um, that vision, the more you enable it to manifest. Such interesting comments here. From Gary, one of the crises in the world is the tension between the material and the spirit. Absolutely. Currently, there is much focus on the material, but the birth of greater synthesis and working together is brewing in many people's hearts globally. Whether it's being expressed via NGOs, educators, or, or as individuals linking globally, these thought forms will change the planetary consciousness. And they also are signs that the planetary consciousness is in fact changing. And Santana, where are we as a species? It seems there's a lot of differences of opinion and divisive viewpoints read the crisis of the pandemic and how it's been handled by the authorities around the world in the personality of humanity. At the same time, there are a lot of groups trying to find out the truth and move forward to heal the problem. I think that's exactly, that's exactly right. We're seeing such um, a stirring of consciousness. And to me, that's a very positive thing because we're not trying to repress, nothing is being repressed. Everything is coming out of the open, into the open. So those who are drawn towards a sense of responsibility for the truth, responsibility for a true freedom to allow the soul to breathe within the world of human relations, um, are finding ways of linking with others to express that higher will. Hernan comments, to set up cooperation, the government all over the world should initiate universal basic income, remove hunger, clean water for everyone, free energy, clean full fuel and energy. Yes, that's one of the, um, this idea of a universal basic income is one of the ideas that amongst many um, that are being looked at um, and being applied in different environments. Um, I, to me, we are at a time when we should expect immense creativity. So with a huge diversity of programs, say at your, Hernan, say at your own town where you, your hometown, um, your community, um, see where cooperation is growing in that community. And the more we see that, the more we train ourselves to see that, the more we empower our sense of what's possible. 
not just in our own community, but in the world as a whole. And the more we move from sort of idealistic utopian visions to seeing that something new is being born in the human society. Poorly, during this time of a variety of crisis, the coming together of communities to aid those who are displaced from their homes or have lost their homes during the fires. Absolutely. So much giving of time and resources on one side and appreciation and thanksgiving on the part of those who are receiving. Also the work that some cities are in process of and hopefully in a spirit of cooperation, engaging in dialogue with minority community members to listen to each other and to work together in harmony to come up with solutions to the challenges that are now in the public consciousness. So perhaps in smaller ways than we try to imagine in small steps, not necessarily big ways, we will move forward toward greater harmony. Thank you so much for that. I, I mean, to me, that's what you're referring to is not for me, these are not the smaller ways. These are the human signs of the species moving to really want to create in a human sense cooperation, to really want to take steps to move beyond the sort of terrible spirit that's existed in particularly race relations, but all relations between majority and minority communities to find something new. And the, to me, the big ways of seeing that are where in a small community, a group of human beings have been able to create an atmosphere that really works with conflict to take it to a new place. That's, you imagine from the hierarchy observing that, that's big. So many comments. Yeah, I love this thing of Violet, great cooperation is being exercised by wearing masks to protect others and self. This is respect, harmlessness, and goodwill. You know, we're in such a materialistic time. Who, I'm astounded at the depth of maturity in so many people who do wear masks with the idea that they are sort of serving the common good. They're simply seeking to be responsible citizens. I love that. Yeah, these are such good comments. I hope everyone's just reading these comments, isn't it? Matthew, this thing of global leadership, the need for global leadership with spiritual vision, uh, absolutely. But what's the most, what to me is the greatest teacher is the fact that after all these you know, for those of us who've been in this work for a few years, we are seeing such taking on of responsibility at so many levels throughout cities, towns, cultures, 
nations for all these for all these items on the SDGs uh, and all these issues that you raise. That's where we should draw inspiration um, to see that this is happening. Yes, Tony Adibo, Anthony Adibo um, talks of the signs um, that one way of looking at the signs of what's happening into the, in the world is to see it as a part of the emergence of a coming one, the emergence of like a Christ for a new time, of a, of a figure who brings all of the energy of the hierarchy and all of the power of the one life who suddenly emerges in human culture to radiate the electrical fire of life and initiate a whole new round of centuries where human civilization will be all about manifesting wholeness and synthesis. Um, that's what a new age refers to. That's really what we think of with, when we think of Aquarius. So this coming together of the divine and the human, the new group of world servers and hierarchy, moving closer, both moving step by step together, ultimately um, until we suddenly see that, wow, there amongst us is the initiator, the new human of the future, the archetypal power of hierarchy in the form of the human. There's so much um, here, look, um, Michael, I think, uh, can you just lead us, can, do you know the way that people can save this chat so people can reflect upon this later and see um, it so lost? Yes, so in your chat screen, there's a dot, dot, dot at the bottom, mm -hmm. and there's a option to save chat, and so you just click save chat, okay. and then it will save your, save the chat. Beautiful. I hope everyone got that. So um, just, well, I think we, it's, it's time for us to close this meeting. Thank you everybody. And that for such a wonderful um, sharing of ideas that, that there's marvelous material in this chat and, and also those who've, um, you know, who've spoken, raised their hand. So thank you everybody. That's a real sign of some good work done, I think. Um, and may we hold in mind just a reminder about the cycle of conferences. You can find out about that if you're not on the email list by looking at lucistrust.org slash cycle and going to the current focus. There you'll find the visualization and other information. Um, the next, remember the Monday, 3 p.m., the Triangles webinar that will um, particularly link this sort of esoteric work, it'll link the Triangles Network, um, 
with International Day of Peace and with all of the civil society focus on around International Day of Peace. And then we move on to the Libra um, Zoom formal meeting, which from New York will be at 6.30 Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday, September the 30th. And the actual full moon is on the 1st of October, just after 5 p.m. Around 5.05 p.m. We'll be holding the meeting the day before to ensure that we're working with the energies and the build up to the full moon. So thank you, everybody. This is gratitude and um, may we stand together. May we stand with humanity. Um, and with a sense of some recognition of humanity waking up to its creative potential in alignment with hierarchy and in service of the plan. Thank you, friends, and good evening.